Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, 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 hey. All right, Gypsy gang, we are back and uh, we're back for round one of the Motocross Companion. Uh, got Gypsy Tales producer Mick with us. Mick, g'day, mate. Hey, mate. How are you? Good, bro. Um, Mick didn't get to watch the races this weekend because he was filming races, so we're going to bring him up to speed. He's watched the highlights package, um, which were quite good. 13 minutes on YouTube if you haven't watched them. Um, but yeah, awesome uh, awesome weekend of racing at Hangtown. Some questions were answered, um, and we've got some questions too. So uh, first, Lee, before we get into the show, uh, just a shout out to our sponsors. Uh, firstly, the boys at Rival Inc. Uh, if you need to get yourself some new graphics, uh, new plastics, or anything of that nature, anything that makes your bike sexy, uh, you go to the guys at Rival Inc., uh, rivalinkdesignco.com uh, if you put in the promo code gypsygang you get 15% off which works out to be quite a lot uh, off a set of graphics they've also got some uh, where's the logo there um, they've got some new merch stuff that they're doing which looks rad uh, which is what you sort of expect from those guys also the guys at MX store uh, mxstore.com.au uh, Mick have you bought much stuff from MX store before yeah bought a little bit they're, they're my go to yeah that's a, I feel like it's pretty much everyone's go to these days they seem to have uh, come in and done exactly what dirt bike riders needed them to do make it simple yeah super easy yeah. Um, so they uh, obviously they're Australia's biggest online store but they also have uh, an office in Burley, uh, an office, a, uh, a store in Burley, which is where their warehouse is. Um, so I have gone in and bought stuff last minute uh, for those guys when I need to ride. Um, so yeah, they're helping us out with this show uh, in particular and also with the Screaming Eagle rebuild, the rebirth. It might have to be called the Phoenix from now on. The rise. Yeah, the rising <laughs> from the ashes. Um, and as always, the guys from Boost Mobile, uh, boost.com.au. You can go there to uh, check out the best prepaid phone deals in Australia. And lastly, but certainly not least, the guys at Nobby Underwear. I busted out a pair of freshies last night for training. Felt good. There's nothing like the feeling of just popping a tag. Um, and then, yeah, heading, heading straight off to training. Um, they always serve you well, the old Nobbies. So, um, all right, where should we start, Mick? What did you, what did you, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this over to you, mate. We're going to start the show with your thoughts on Hangtown from what you saw just of the highlights of, so not watching all of the racing. What did, what did you take away? Um, Moto Sandbox. Something must be working there. Yeah, true. Actually, pretty, pretty nice. Obviously there's been, um, the boys must've been training pretty well to come straight back into the outdoor season and look looks so good both both fellas obviously ac and ken looked fantastic uh chase sexton looked pretty good as, as well, well yeah. um i think he had he had like some little crashes and stuff like that but i thought he looked awesome um what did you make of your your man tomac um a few little things of inconsistencies there but that's that's a tomac thing but when he was fast really really fast but it wasn't uh was it hangtown 2015 yeah um but the conditions were pretty crazy too so he looked good though how's this one for you every year that uh that um tomac has won the title he's won at hangtown didn't win the overall this weekend did he no he didn't i wonder what uh ken wonder what ken got at hangtown when he won 
the championship mm. or if he won the Hangtown. Can't remember. Um, yeah, so I guess if we kind of hook into the 450s, uh, I think that first moto was obviously like dominated by Ken. Yeah. Um, Eli didn't necessarily get like a, a bad start, I would say. Um, to where I think that that would have like affected him in the moto or anything like that. No. Um, but yeah, Ken basically just rode away from, from everybody that moto. Um, I'm just going to pull up the results here actually just to make sure exactly what everybody got. Um, yeah, so Ken Roxon won two, obviously went, uh, got a second in the second moto. Uh, he was out front again and then Tomac just sort of found something. Uh, I wonder whether, uh, Ken getting second in that second moto was Eli outriding him or just really wanting to get the overall. Cause obviously that was his first race win since mm. his, um, since the injury, obviously the injuries, um, he's won triple crown formats and you know things like that but he hasn't won the actual overall stood on the top step mm. um so i wonder if he could have had more for eli because eli really dominated that second moto um but yeah you've got to kind of wonder if it was uh if ken needed that to get the overall if it would have been different yeah like if this was coming down to the final round if this was the final round, would it would it have uh, finished like that as well? I I don't know. I know listening to the um, the post race conference press conference uh, talking about um, you know how slippery about how bad the condition was, how slippery it was, and it did, to me it didn't sound like it was pushing yeah to his max at that point sort of thing. Is I guess there's a bit of a safety thing coming in that get that win, wouldn't it? Yeah, and it makes sense to sure. to do that. Um, Eli got fourth in the first moto, then got. Uh, yeah, obviously got the win in the second moto. Um, my, like, I had two big surprises for me this weekend. Um, and not a surprise in the sense of, oh, I didn't think that they could do it. Um, but Jason Anderson in um, going third, he went 2-5. He smoked, like, he was smoking it in the first moto. Like, he really rode through the pack, put some good passes on some good dudes. Uh, and then fifth... Um, in the second moto but super rainy you it's it's so hard like i don't think people get how gnarly those first couple of corners are mm. in that in in those starts of those mud races like your entire race can be done in the first two turns even if you're like starting third mm. you know you can you can have these really unlucky breaks with like getting filled in so much that it ruins your roll-offs or you can get a lot of mud in your gloves or just like these little things like brakes clutch levers like things like that that can sort of jack a moto so i never i try not to read too much into mud races um for that sense you know yeah. you'll, you can really see when guys are doing well like ferrandis was a good example of that like everyone's like i think uh what did he get in the the super wet moto so yeah he got fifth as well mm. and then everyone like as soon as it started raining everyone's going like oh man ferrandis is just gonna start charging through the pack but you just don't know mm. so um for me that that fifth was good enough to get ando on the box uh, i think he said he's only been on the bike a few weeks so just the fact that he is on the box after um, like you said before when we were off air, yeah. like such a, you know, such a, it was like a head scratching start to the Supergrass. Yeah. And the thing is like everyone's a critic and every critic in the world was obviously he was defending the Supercross title and he didn't come out of the box as fast as maybe he may have liked or the, yeah. uh, the competition was better, but he's come back from this, what looks to be really fit, healthy and fast. So it's, it's good to see. And everyone sort of, obviously, he's won the Supercross Championship. Dude, Ando's never won an outdoor overall in right. either class. Really? How crazy is that? It is crazy to think. But everyone um, everyone sort of, like, pits him as a Supercross dude, and he's so good in Supercross. But, like, dude, when he was in the amateurs, like, he was the shit mm. mode, like, outdoors. So, I think that... Uh, I honestly think that there's probably a bit of ando that wants to make a statement uh outdoors yeah 
and and say like, no, nah, look, I am an outdoors dude too. Be right at that t- t- right time in the program. Obviously, you got to be at the right time, right fitness, right body, yeah. and that as well. And obviously, things have worked out the last two years for him pretty yeah, well, definitely Inter- internationally. So yeah, for sure. Mm. And then my next guy that was a huge surprise, and I mean, again, it wasn't a surprise of like I didn't think he could do it, but it was sort of like again the way that he did it. Uh, was Zach Osborne obviously coming like the last uh, couple rounds of Supercross were insane like he rode so so well uh, in those last couple of rounds and I think that that was him building into outdoors obviously he's an outdoor champion Um, but yeah I mean he was like top 20 in the start of the first moto rode his way into fifth uh, and then he was third in the second moto uh, and again sort of rode himself into that third place um so yeah i thought that was a really really good ride for him um another surprise marv was not he went seven four so he didn't really look like he had anything for those top guys um at all and you know what i find interesting with that too is obviously the european influence the guys are used to um obviously a lot of wet conditions and things like that you see ken come through and the way he was right a lot of standing up bike control like that that sort of Marv sort of thing as well and it just didn't it didn't reflect the pace no. that I would have thought it, that he'd have with his influ- prior influence I guess you know yeah well there was uh, apparently he had a real bad practice crash before mm. the race so yet again another season where Marv's coming in at the first round sort of undergun it, he's in a weird spot man like I think that there's um, I mean he would already be asking questions now but I think that um, really, like, if this outdoor season doesn't start to go his way and he sort of emerges like, you know, the top dog, I reckon he's going to really be asking some serious questions about his program. Mm. And because, like, he's would be the only dude that hasn't won a title under Alden. Dungey's won titles. Yeah. Uh, Ken won an outdoor title. Yeah. Um, Ando has won titles. Yeah. And now Cooper has won titles. Yeah. So you've got four dudes that have all won titles with Alden yeah. and at the same facility, the same everything. Yeah. And Eli hasn't won anything. Uh, sorry, Marvin hasn't won anything. Mm. So it's like, you know, the results are there as like, this is the best program that you could hope to be on. But it's not working for him. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one because bike. Yeah, like facility, it's all there. I don't think it could get better. No. No, it doesn't. So, yeah. And obviously, you've got a great rider. He's a fantastic rider. Oh, yeah. Something that's, what is it, you know? But, yeah, you see it every season now. Like This is a few years in, and it's the same thing. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Barsha rode good. I thought he'd be better in the mud. That's kind of his thing. Uh, Blake Baggett, 6'10", which was all right. I sort of thought I'd see him a little bit further up. And then run, rounding out, uh, or not rounding out, in coming in ninth, Dean Ferris with 11-8 moto scores. What uh, what were your expectations of Dino um, before he prior did that? To that yeah. Prior to that, uh, definitely, definitely top 10. Um, you know, we've seen Dean over the past few seasons here succeed more than anybody in, in yeah. recent history. Um, so I was expecting top 10 for the first round out. To be, you know, uh, Barsha to get fifth, Dean to get ninth overall. I think that's pretty good for your team, up against your teammate. So, obviously, that'll be moving forward. No, nah, Barsha got seven. Seven, sorry. Was so, it? eight, seven versus eight, seven. 11, eight. 11, so, eight. yeah, they're right on par. Right on par against your teammate who's been riding with people of similar speed in the States forever. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty, pretty great, good result and uh, something to build from. Yep. Yeah, I, um, I was on my Nostradamus shit for that last little i guess the i guess a little tutorial video where i thought that you would see dean get in the top 10 overall but i wasn't quite sure if he would get in the top 10 both motos Mm. that's pretty much what happened um i think that yeah that first moto him and todd actually charged through the field and it's so funny man i can't remember if i said it in the in that show but I remember talking to somebody or saying like you watch Dean and Todd will be like with each other at Mm. some point because if you remember when Todd was on the podcast 
and he was talking about the fact well and then dean said it as well like i'd be 11th he was 12th and that's literally what happened this weekend in moto one it was 11 12 uh and i i i I actually haven't spoke to todd i should have called him um but i think he went down at one point but he said he rode i saw on instagram he rode back from like 20th to get to 12th um so that was a, a really solid ride but i think honestly man like outdoors dean ferris belongs in the states for sure um i think that going forward like i don't know like maybe do you, there's not really much demand for like a motocross only dude unfortunately but at this stage in his career oh, probably. Uh, at this stage in his career I just don't know. Like we saw, him, he was riding really good at Supercross at Jimboomba before he crashed. Mm. But it's like at this point in your career, do you just just triple down on your strengths instead of you know trying to split it up? Like it is so hard for an Aussie to make a good run mm. in the states, especially when you're you know Dean's thirty or yeah. nearly thirty. You know, so it's like should he just spend the last few years and be like a Mike Brown, you know, John Dowd sort of dude that like really focused on the outdoors mm. and made like a really solid run at it. Um, but yeah, he looked great. He belongs in, in the U S I think that, yeah, it, him coming back and doing the full time thing in Australia, like he's doing a disservice to himself. I think like, yeah. I think he's so like he, he's just solid. He's yeah. He's a great rider. And the only thing that's kept, certain results from him is just bad luck of some injuries and stuff over mm. overseas runs so it's great to see him back over there and the opportunity to get yeah, obviously Yamaha he's got a strong alliance with here um, and obviously globally that's working as well and it's good to see him get that get on a Yamaha get on the bike that he probably wanted to be on yeah. and um, yeah he's on great machinery and from all words he's fit and healthy the knee's recovered yeah. from obviously his um, accident in MXGP so yeah it's good to see yeah and like it was cool because when he did the podcast he was talking about wanting to stay with yamaha mm. uh, wanting to stay with fox because obviously he has such a good relationship with those guys um but yeah so justin bogle went 10-9 kind of i thought he'd be around there uh and then jake masterpool that was his debut i'm pretty sure uh went 13-11 for 11th overall uh and then you had todd 12-13 um so i mean he beat cole Seely overall he beat ben lemay overall freddie norren who's very experienced there uh he beat cody cooper um coop went 15 and then 40th he, he dnf the second moto um but he was sort of right up there like it was cool at one point in the first moto there was uh dean todd and cody like right there sort of battling so those guys rode through the pack together um but yeah so todd was awesome like i thought that that was like I, I said in the um the show before the weekend that i didn't think that you'd see him get in the top 10 both motos this first time out uh but that wasn't like anything against his riding or i just i think a lot of shit has to go right to get it mm. to get top 10s over there and like you look at the dudes that you're against so, you know, you've got to beat Bogle, you've got to beat Ferris, you've got to beat Baggett, you've got to beat Barsha, you've got to beat Marvin. So it's like, to do that, like he basically rode through the pack to get to 12th. That's as high up as he got this weekend. So it's like, he's so, he's close to that top 10. But if you're not starting with those guys, yep. then you're not going to beat those guys. Like, I don't think Todd is at the level where he's going to come through the pack and ride his way into the top 10. He's fast enough to be in the top 10. But that being said, I think that Bogle's not going to get a bad start and ride his way into the top 10 either. You know, so I think he's right there to be a good, solid top 10 dude. He could go, you know, 8-10 or 9-10 or 8-11 to Mm. to be in in the top 10. And I think that is like really good for him. Um, but I just thought, yeah, probably a little bit too much would have to go right this weekend. He's going to have a lot of confidence from Hangtown. Yep. Like he did, he did extremely well. Um, so I think that, yeah, Parler really soft dirt, really rutted, super fast though. Um, I know that some of the riders actually asked him to slow the track down really because it was like really fast. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting that could play like right into his hands because he's a beast. And the other thing I think the Todd part, and you might know more than that than myself, but 
he wouldn't be on a factory package either. No. What he's got there. Um, every other rider that's in that top 10 is on a factory factory bike. So, you know, every 450 out of the box is a great package, but obviously suspension is one of the key key things for it. Yeah. Um, you have a look at, say, Anderson and Oddsport's uh, Husfana, the package that they'd have under them would be a total, fairly different thing as yeah. well. So it's to be basically the first privateer bike as well, that's huge. Yeah, well, you got, yeah, Master Paul and him. Yeah. So Honda and then Husky. If you ask Todd, though, he will honestly tell you, and he said this to me before he went, that that Husky is better than the bike he raced in Europe. Mm. So it's like, and that was a full factory bike. Wow. So I think that these Huskies and KTMs are so good out the box these days that like a guy like Todd, he, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Um, and I know that last year he got a lot of help with Shoah while he was in the US. Um, obviously, he'd be on like WP stuff, but I don't know. I wonder if that would help him out. I think tires would make a big difference as well. If he, I do, why am I yawning? It's, it's my company. Oh, yeah, you're boring <laughs> the shit out of me. No, I, um, yeah, fuck, I'm just a mess at the moment. Um, yeah, so I think that if he starts, you know, like, because you'll, you'll get the reps, like the Dunlop reps or Bridgestone or whoever's over there or Pirelli, mm. they'll like see you and they'll see what you're running and then they'll be like, oh, do you want to run these tires this weekend? Mm. So there's no like, they're at the races and they're just sort of handing them out. Yep. Like if you're cool with those Dunlop reps, you can be like a privateer and you can get factory tires for the weekend. Yep. And it's a huge part. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know as much outdoors. I know Supercross is crazy for them. Um, but yeah, so it's like little things like that or, you know, you might catch the eye of someone at KTM or Husky and then they might give you something. So um, I think that that first round over there is always the hardest one. And then you sort of, you momentum. build a little bit of momentum and, and that, you know, a little bit of fruit on the bike, a little bit of confidence from the, you know, training through the week. Yep. And then all of a sudden you, you know, you are feeling like you can compete at that level. And what a tough way to start. You know, you go up to Hangtown in those conditions. Yeah. What a season opener. It's it's like Anaheim this year. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a very tough season opener to start with. And the track got rough. Yeah. Like there was some, you know, I think a racer X posted a video on Instagram today of like, the slowest uh, pass for the lead in a race ever when right. Eli passed Ken in that second mode on. I, <laughs> I totally believe that. Because, um, yeah, it was just like the, they were just tiptoeing through it. There's a section on, on the highlights package yeah. that I've seen where I think it might have been when Ken maybe passed Eli and Eli just pushed out, out of one of the ruts and it basically sent him from the inside completely to the outside of the track and you see him coming up the hill and he was hardly moving. Like, yeah. It was so bad so yeah yeah it was a yeah definitely it's a brutal mm. brutal track um so yeah going into the lights obviously ac goes 2-1 um i wonder what uh i text him after the race just to say well done but we didn't talk about the the race at all um but i wonder in that first race because cooper was all like justin cooper was all over him uh sorry he was all over justin cooper and he just like couldn't make the pass and i wonder whether that was just straight speed on cooper's behalf mm. um or if it was like the track was kind of one-lined like i i was curious to know mm. and I, I i need to ask him um but yeah he was just right there the whole moto uh and then the second moto when the when it was wet he you know top three start and just just douched him like he he rode away and it was obviously an emotional win mm um, because of uh, you know everything that went down in Vegas, obviously. Sure, that's, um, yeah, short time ago, isn't it now? So that was scary to watch. Like, not scary, sorry, but not scary. But it was full on just to watch the. It's a comeback of sorts. And yeah, it was good to see him sort of put that to bed. Yeah, and it was cool that him and Ken won on the same weekend. Yeah, for sure. Because I feel like they always go like, Ken will have a good weekend. Adam will have a crap weekend. Can't or Adam can't. You know they they sort of. It seems like they never get to like share in just like just victory together, yeah. and they are so close. And yeah. it it just seems like they're always seesawing like a good and bad result. No, I know we've skipped on to two fifties, but just something with the four fifty two with Ken, fastest qualifier overall. That's a 
that's yeah. just touch that that's a great weekend isn't it yeah finish that finish or start the season off that's a big thing so i wonder the um speed. i wonder the mental relief that he got from winning that overall because i wonder like like it didn't feel like he made that big a deal out of it i feel like everyone made more of a big deal out of it than he did mm. and i i think he i think he just really wants to win a supercross race I think that will be like validation. Yeah. I don't think, you know, he's a motocross champion. Uh, the crashes didn't happen in motocross. Mm. The, that, you know, the monkey's not on his back as much there. Like essentially he's won his first outdoor race since the crashes. Mm. So it's like in my head, I'm super happy for him, but I don't really think that's what he wants. Yeah. I think he wants to win a supercross race again mm. and it's like he's been so like he ken roxon is the closest loser in supercross history yes. like that's a that's a claim that he has in supercross yeah. that's a that's a sad one yeah and it's <laughs> like so i think that i think he wants uh that more than he wants the outdoors the outdoors yeah. Yeah. i think like he's just like yeah cool i never really had a problem there mm. um but regardless, that was his first like overall win. First big old bonus check that is going to be coming his way. Um, yeah, so Justin Cooper, really good. He's one of the dudes where you... He has like this like legendary practice track speed. Mm-hmm. Like he's the man. At Mid- it. Midweek man. Yeah, he is the man. Wow. Like kills it at the practice track. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like young and a guy that goes that fast you know sometimes crashes yeah um so i think that that's sort of you know where he has sort of sat um but yeah really cool for him to get the uh get his moto win and then second overall uh colt nichols was good dylan ferrandis we sort of spoke there he got third in the first moto then he got fifth in the second not really reading too much into that um i think he's gonna be i think it's gonna be him and adam fighting for the title again at the end of the year I don't really, I don't know. I don't, at this point, I don't really see anyone that would challenge that. Um, that being said, Alex Martin, he, dude, how heartbreaking of Alex Martin. So he got 40, he, he crashed in the first corner or whatever. Yeah. Or on the first lap, went down, was in 40th, pinned it for 30 minutes to get 23rd so he didn't get a point didn't even get a point so he's just cooked himself to not get a point uh but then bounced back in the second moto to get second Mm. so i mean we're looking at a different podium maybe if he you know went two four or Mm. something like that um so yeah i mean alex martin he's always been really good outdoors uh he will be flying the flag for that jgr um team because i don't did justin hill uh josh justin hill even get in the t- dude justin yeah. hill didn't even get in the top 20 overall that's bad mm. so that's i think he's the only hope for jgr um chase sexton went four six um so he looked his style man like i love his style eh? Chase like, Sexton. Yeah, yeah he's a pretty big dude too for a 250 um but yeah he looks awesome um I think that he might be a guy that would run up front mm. as the season goes on. But yeah, I think we're we're looking at a AC Ferrandis championship battle. I think that especially when it comes to like experience, I think they're probably like the only two dudes as well. Yeah, I'd probably chuck Martin into the mix. Yeah, as a trio. But yeah, what you said there is my my prediction as well. I think. Yeah um yeah so then six overall rj hampshire he went six seven uh mick moseman um yeah he he rode really well just a couple crashes and then alex martin eighth overall with the 23rds pretty cool um shane McElrath, christian craig thought christian craig would do better um hunter lawrence was a bit of a surprise for me um i really thought he was going to do better than what he did um he went 11 12 uh, he had that crash in the first moto where he kind of like um, I think RJ Hampshire rode past and ripped his ass open. Um, so that's, yeah, that's not the way you want to start the season. But he actually rode back from that. And um, I thought that might be him outside the top 20, but he rode back to get 11th. Um, 
And then we go down to our boy, Willie Todd. Um, so Wilson went over there, uh, pulled together a bit of a privateer deal. I'm not sure if uh, Tyler Keefe is helping him out. He's obviously a Troy Lee dude through Lusty in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so they got him a KTM. I'm pretty sure that's who it's through. Um, and then he went 15 and 9. I don't know what happened in the first moto. I'm pretty sure he went down in the first one. Um, but in the second moto, he rode, he come like through the pack to get ninth too. Um, he looked amazing. And I think that Parler is really going to suit him. Like you want to, like I was saying, dude that just wants to go fast. Wilson Todd is like the new Ford Dale. Damn. Like if Ford Dale went to the States, he should have just got up and left because that dude was so fast. Mm. Like he would just click gears and not worry about it at all like just wedged and Wilson Todd is like that so I think that you know if what they're saying about how fast Parler is is true um, then he's going to do some serious damage mm. so uh, and then yeah from there Garrett Marchbanks um, Ty Masterpool he did good that was his rookie ride 12-14 uh, Davalos Derek Drake Jordan Smith Kyle Peters um, yeah so that's sort of the top uh, that's your top 20 not crazy deep i think once you get to like 15 you know 13th there's sort of not a lot going on um what's interesting on the whole wilson todd situation is that uh what's his name oh mitchell falk broke his collarbone in the first or second moto and he needs surgery so he's going to be out for a little bit so if i'm tyler keith and best believe i'll be texting him this uh, I'm giving Wilson Todd Mitchell Falk's bike because Wilson Todd is the kind of guy that could bust out a fifth in this series. Like he could get a top five. So there's a there's a seat there. He's already in the gear. He's already on the bike. I just think slide that straight in. Yeah. And 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 with the rumors going around about DPH, which I don't want to get into because I don't know much about them. But there is rumors about DPH, and I wonder if I wonder if it's worth if that stuff is true. I wonder if it's worth Wilson staying in the US this year. I mean, he's winning the championship here, but it's like I don't know. I don't know what you'd like. Would you rather do a full season of outdoors when you're primed and ready to go you've been racing you've got the red plate in australia like it'd be a huge ballsy move to to piece out on the australian series Mm. but like man that's your future you know like he sort of well he should have been in europe this year and he made a bit of a mess of that um with visas and stuff like that but it's like dude he could really do some damage in the u.s and to get like ninth you know top 10 in the lights class on your first go around yes. it's pretty pretty solid and if you can step into a wild card ride on that bike yeah it'd be hard to come home mm. and it's like i don't know is it worth a top like is a title in australia worth turning down and this is all just hypothetical but it's like say they go wilson folks not going to be back to a red bud we'll give you his bike until red bud and then after that you know we'll figure something out and you can sort of stay under the truck it's like is that chance worth more than a championship in australia because mm. it's like just because you win a championship here doesn't guarantee you a ride in the u.s right no it definitely doesn't doesn't it, it like it almost used to like with reardon with mossy those guys but they shit the bed in the states and now those guys I think are responsible for people not wanting to touch these Aussie young Aussie kids now. And like, look at Ferris, the dude wins three in a row in Australia, the man, mm. not like, not like he just won three chance. Like he was the man, like pretty much undefeated for three years. Doesn't guarantee him a ride anywhere. So it's like, you think you're going to win one lights title and then start knocking on some doors to the states and it's like big picture too like how long do you want to race in australia for it's like it's like everyone's trying to get out 
Like Mitch Evans is over there. The Lawrence boys left before they even turn pro mm. here. Todd went to Europe. You know, everyone want that's where they want to be. So it's like, again, what are you winning a championship in Australia for? Yeah. Are you winning it to try and get a ride? Are you winning it to get paid? Like, yeah, I don't know. If I'm Wilson and they put me on that bike for these next two rounds or whatever and it goes well you might not be seeing me back here especially in a team that people are saying sort of having some dramas so you're telling me you wouldn't like to go back to gimpy i don't think you'd see me at gimpy is that the next round yeah yeah i wouldn't i don't think you'd see i think i'd be skipping gimpy and racing well wherever Mm. you name it let's go to um let's go to millville instead yeah but it's like damn dude like you go out there and you get a ninth in your first you know you get 15 in the first one which i'm pretty sure he had an issue and then you get a ninth in the second moto in that field so like shane mckelrath got eight so so there you go so shane mckelrath would be wilson's teammate at troy lee then who got seventh in it rj hampshire horizon winner chase sexton the east coast lights winner and then dylan ferrandez like you're if you're going ninth and then you're around that company to go like into the top five like you're doing really good dude christian craig factory honda vet got 10th in that one mick moseman factory husky 11th so it's like look at the dudes that he's rolling around mm. and it's like that's just his first go on a privateer bike it's like give the you give that kid a racehorse yeah he's a legit chance and i thought he was a chance before this weekend Mm. and now i'm like dude you could get the top five Mm. like for sure you could get a top five so it's like and you just don't know what a kid like him is capable of and you look at what mitch is doing in the in the gps yeah so mitch and wilson are the same age they race together 50s 60s 80s 125 like those boys at every every single club day was the battle for the Australian national junior title in Cairns. Right. Those two, it was, they, they were the ones that won them. That was yep. it. So every single weekend, those two dudes race each other. So that's sort of, it was, I was always really curious as to what, how that would go when they turn pro and like, look at what we're seeing now. Like Mitch just got on the podium and the GPs again, yep. second podium. So it's like just taking stock of what Wilson Wilson's sparring partner his whole life is doing yeah. in Europe like Mitch, uh, Wilson's capable of that as well mm. like you know and there was a lot of times where Wilson was beaten Mitch like for a lot of years so I don't know man that's like that's a real wild card dude that I think that you know with Falk getting hurt this could be like a little fairy tale kind of deal and then you know you've got Falk getting hurt, the DPH thing, uh, the top 10 at his first weekend out. So it's like, I don't know, this feels like a recipe. Planets aligning. Yeah, it does. It, it does feel like that, eh? Mm. So, um, but yeah, so then like, that's kind of, that's really it from there. Um, what else? We've got, uh, got some points here. Um, Big thing for me was that, uh, in the 250s was just the gates of those Yamahas. Dude, they're fast, eh? Just out of the gate was yeah, phenomenal. They're doing they're doing some good stuff. The old Yamis mm. in that that lights bike especially. Um, what do we get on here? There's a yeah. So Falk will is out with a broken collarbone, so he's un- undergoing surgery. Um, you could tell too, man. It's crazy. You can just tell when a bloody when a collarbone has been done. Um. Yeah, there's a there's a Racer X article, um, which is kind of cool. Like we can just touch on some of these topics. There's a yeah Racer X breakdown Hangtown. Um. So if anyone wants to read this, you can sort of get on there and have a look for yourself. Uh, I think. Yeah, Jason. This is Jason Thomas's opinions. Um, which I'm never like that much a fan of, to be honest. No. No. I don't know. It seems like he comes at it from a weird spot some days. But he's super insightful. Like, he knows his shit. Um, it wasn't hot or super rough at the opener. I disagree. I think it was fucking rough. Um, Ken Roxon did great. Did he answer any questions about his physical condition? Yeah, that is interesting because 
he still said that he wasn't like feeling very good like he i don't think ken expected to win that i wonder though if that is just a sign of muscle memory of these dudes Mm. like when you get out front of a moto like that it's just like it just kicks into autopilot just flows just happens yeah it's maybe so like if he if he's not fit to be fastest qualifier and win the overall i'd hate to see him when he's like mm. super incomplete 100% physical shape yeah it's weird that one like because I, I don't know was I telling you that they think that it's something to do with the lime from San Diego no yeah so they're thinking that he's got some kind of like lime infection because you know you can get Lyme's disease like have you ever had a Lyme yeah, disease from, from uh, ticks, ticks originally like it can be yeah. yeah so I wonder if there's like some weird shit going on with the the um yeah like the line but they're saying like because he got infected and um and then he got some sort of like blood infection from it because they're like fully searching for answers eh it's crazy it is crazy imagine that dude if it was from san diego yeah that uh i would be pierced yeah um but yeah like uh, it was it was so cool to see him get that win he he was pumped when he came over that finish line um but yeah, I, I still really think that the San Diego thing is what... Uh, sorry, the Supercross thing is what he, he wants. He needs. Yeah, yep. he needs to get that. Um, were you surprised that Adam Cincerello was able to bounce back from Vegas so quickly? No. No, I, I um, look at the speed that he carried through the whole season. Um, he's fast. He's always going to be fast. Yeah, he looked um, like he was on another level, eh? Yeah, in for Supercross. sure. He did. Well, he was on another level. He was. Level. He really was. And, you know, I, I was at the motocross, obviously, all weekend and a few people talking about it. It's been ages since you've seen a bike banged up, like the bars bend. And like yeah. that was a freak thing that happened at Vegas, you know, yeah. as such. Um, I wasn't surprised to see him come back like that because he was on another level all year. Yeah, I totally agree. Like you can see, man, you can just see like every lap on a practice track. He's just doing shit that looks different. Yep. He looks different to the other guys. He looks so much better. And, you know, you see guys that get on that level. You see, like, Ken Roxon. You see Eli Tomac. You saw Villapoto. Yeah. You know, Dungey never looked... Dungey never looked as good as what AC does, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. In terms of just, like, the pure way they ride the bike. Ando's another guy. You're just like, you are on another level. And you go to these places and see them. You can even close your eyes and hear it. Mm. you can hear the bike you can hear how much more that certain people bike or car depends what sport you're into yeah. but you can hear someone that's a different level you really can yeah dude for sure and uh you know what else you can hear especially at these nationals is the thudding on the braking bumps yep like dude the guys they go so fast yep. that you can literally hear their bike on and yep. hitting the braking bumps yep and it's like you know they're the details where it's like there's some guys they're coming through and you can hear the chain slapping or whatever but you're just not hearing and if you stand on the inside of a massive turn like at red butt or something yep. and they've got you know it's down the hill and they got the braking bumps coming down you can feel the difference between some of those guys like yep. just the the intensity that they hit those bumps mm. so and i think that yeah he's just he's one of those dudes um, and I shout out to his uh, little golf reference, the most important ones, the po- most important shot you takes the next one. Nice reference. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's like probably Jack Nicholson or something like Jack Nicholas or something like that. Um, Ferrandis wasn't able to move forward in the mud. Um, and lost a spot late. Any cause for concern? I don't. Yeah, I don't think the mud's just mud sucks. It's like, a wild card, isn't it? Yeah, it can just get, it can just get you. You can get super lucky. Like I remember having mud races where I like barely used the tear off yep and you do a 20 minute moto like a sunny state and it's in the mud like at Coolum one year was like that pulled a tear off at the start and then that was it like you just you can navigate you can write like you can sort of cruise around stay out of people's roost the rain sometimes will be falling heavy enough that it big thick drops that just like sort of peel off your goggles yep so it's not even like that that misty stuff that sort of doesn't go terrible away terrible mist yep. yeah so it's like I don't know sometimes you can get real lucky or other times you can just get completely jacked and mm. that first time you come around the first turn it fills in the space between your goggles 
gets mud in it and then that runs down into your face like i don't know it's just such a roll like just roll the dice Mm. Uh, which what are you gonna get and i think that you know you don't know with these guys like unless you really ask them but it's like it's so could easily just be like yeah i just couldn't see shit yeah that's it yeah and and like we're everyone listens to this probably rides you right vision is everything everything. yeah it really is so and think about it too dude like if you know the question before is like are you surprised ac bounced back well like no he's had two weeks to like obsess over winning again and proving to everybody and and like what's ferrandis done he's been drinking you know what i mean like he's been celebrating his first championship you know and it was only this season he got his first win so it's been or it's already been like this mind-blowing fairy tale scenario Mm. for ferrandis so it's like dude i'm eating cake if i'm ferrandis so like you know f hangtown like that article sort of says too like was it is it is it a um a worry no bring it two weeks time or whatever yeah. his he's head's back in the game properly we'll see him at parlor it'll be back yeah. you know he'll be back so there's no doubt there yeah for sure um yeah they're saying like what's it like going from dry yeah whatever good for pro circuit too like that was um yeah that was cruel like any sports fan like you see something like that that that's hard hard yeah. to see so it was good for them to get out and get the win i thought too it's been a hard few years for them man yeah um yeah zach osborne second moto didn't get a lot of attention but he rode really well um yeah so this is how gnarly it was dude he was 16th at the end of the first lap in the second moto damn and then he moves all the way up to third savage mm. like that's a tomac style ride sure first year on outdoors on a 450 yep it's pretty good yeah so i think oh sorry everybody fire out i'm doing too much no, no. <laughs> um yeah so i think that i can really really see like multiple podiums this year being like eli ken and osborne just jumble it up mm. like i think he's gonna turn out to be one of the most solid dudes in the in the field i'll ask something what about webb Oh, who cares he won the Supergirl series bro I'm <laughs> he's not, partying as well yeah <laughs> i don't care yeah. like ktm doesn't care yep i mean i feel like at some point it'll kick in again for him but like who cares yep who cares if i was him i'd just rock up at a1 with an on one plate be like hey bitches how was yeah. your summer yeah i had a good time yeah i did nothing what'd you do yeah oh you busted your ass for another 12 weeks you've been training in florida i've been holiday in florida <laughs> dude for sure i've been i've been in florida well a little bit east of florida i've been in the bahamas mm. yeah i don't know like dude imagine how hard it would be to win the thing that you've wanted to win your entire life most people don't even have a thing they want to do for their entire life no. like imagine at four and you go i want to be a supercross champion Yep. And then at 25, it's like, shit, I I've did it. it. I was super, like, that'd be weird, man. Where do you come from? Where do you go from that? Yeah. Like that, that's a weird headspace to, mm. to be in, I reckon. And then to go like straight back, like wipe the slate clean. Like in theory, yeah. Like you should, you know, new season, new challenge, new this, new, but whatever. Yeah, things like, sound good in theory. Yeah. But yeah, it's. I'm chilling if mm. I'm, and same for Ferrandis you know but like the lights title is is never gonna mean as much as that 450 title yeah like that 450 title is that is nine people since ian harrison said it in moto yeah it was was like nine people since like 98 or something 95 yeah yeah something great nine people have held that trophy yeah nine people get out of here that's nothing like you win that yeah it's insane to do that so like Mm. and then to turn around two weeks later and start at zero points against 40 dudes like no thanks man Mm. like the mental toll nobody had to deal with as much pressure throughout supercross as what cooper did no like that mental toll that it would have taken on him to keep it together like did cooper crash all season i don't think so i don't think he did bro i don't think he went down in one first turn i don't think he tipped it over he barely made a mistake 
Like, if we're wrong, we're going to get a comment on YouTube probably. But I don't think he did. Hey? I don't, literally yeah. don't. Like, I honestly can't remember him crashing. Yeah. So it's like the mental, like, the focus that he must have, like, channeled into that season mm. to not tip over, to not crash, to not go down in the first time. Like, all of those things where it's like you make your own luck. Like, that's what making your own luck means. Like, yeah. you're not crashing. You're not doing dumb stuff and it's like he avoided everything that is like unbelievable laser focus mm. and then to just yeah turn around two weeks later like man he the dump that he must have experienced after winning that title like the relief like it would have felt like someone had been sitting on his chest for 17 weeks yeah for sure so it's like again yeah outdoors what's outdoors i'll just give me anaheim baby um what's going on with Thomas Covington I didn't really pay too much attention to his return back to the States um I'm sure he'll go good at some point um did you expect Anderson to be that good um no but I knew he can be mm. you know I just didn't think that it it's would come there, back that quick yeah but that was quick yeah yeah he killed it um yeah what happened to Marv so we've kind of been over a bunch of this stuff um alright this is for you Mick how what conclusions can you take from round one um, I think it's going to be a tight probably four for the 450s. I think um, obviously Anderson is going to be there. And before the weekend, I probably wouldn't have picked it. Um, everyone knows he's really quick and everything. But coming from injury, it's, it takes a while to build into things, but it doesn't seem like he had to. So Anderson, Tomac, Ken, and probably Marv would be, if I'd be saying who we're going to be battling for four. Marv wasn't there this weekend as such as much as he probably should be but I think it's going to be pretty close between those four and obviously you're saying Zach as well so yeah I think I honestly think yeah. that Eli, Ken and Osborne are going to be like the ones that are going to go at it um, I would reckon you're going to see Dean start to creep into that top five yeah um, pretty uh, consistently um, but yeah so I mean to do that Ando and, and Osborne like it's pretty He's in good company to be there. Yeah, definitely. Um, but he's going to be playing that Dungey role. You know, he's going to get... A, he'll start... I think if he can start to get his starts figured out and just be solid for 30 minutes. Like, yeah. he won't care what goes on around him and I think he will be, like, that sort of solid guy. But in terms of, yeah, the, the top three um, dudes, it'll be... Yeah, I think for me, it's like Ken, Eli and and Osborne and mm. I think Ando will be up there a lot as well um, I wonder though like you know Ken was good this weekend but with this whole like sickness yeah mysterious illness like it wasn't hot this weekend so the heat wasn't a, a massive factor uh, the humidity um, so it's like I wonder once this grind like he's fresh off two weekends off right yeah so it's like, did we see Ken do so well because like he wasn't run down from the weekend? Now, like he hadn't had to travel a lot. Mm. So now you're going to go back to the traveling. You're going to go back to the 30-minute motos every weekend. It's going to get hotter from here. So I wonder, obviously Ken looked amazing at the first round, but it was, yeah, it was cold. He'd had yeah. a couple of weeks off to recover. Fresh. Yeah. So I wonder once we get into the grinder this season, if we're going to see Ken be mm. there as much, if he's still sick. Um, I think far out. Um, yeah, I think Osborne's going to be a dude that he's just a grinder dude. Like I think that he will grind out this outdoor season. And that's why I really, really think that he will be there as one of those top three dudes. Do you know, and I, I don't, it's not a loaded question. Do you know, where's where's Savachi? I don't know. Did he get, oh, he got hurt at the, when he crashed in front of Ken. Ah, okay. Yeah, he hurt his shoulder. Shoulder, okay. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, so, yeah. not a loaded question. Yeah, no, I was just wondering where, if, if he's around or what. No, yeah. no, he, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure his shoulder got, injured. got cooked. Um, what else? Anything else you want to talk about, mate? Yeah. I've seen a thing, and obviously MX Store, I've seen a thing on their Insta the other day. What did you think of Tomac's gear? Which, what did, what he was He had sort of the turquoise up on Star gear. Uh, I'm going to look up their Instagram. Was it on MX Store's Instagram? Yeah, it was, oh, I think it was a story, so it's probably gone now. There's a vote. 
I was just wondering what you thought of it yourself. I'll have a quick squizzy. It's pretty fresh looking gear getting out for the outdoors. I think Alpine Stars is just killing it in general, to be honest. Yeah. I freaking love that new helmet. Let's see what's on their story now. Nope. Oh, yeah, here it is. What did you think of Eli Tomax custom Alpine Stars kit? I want. I can put that in the I want category. I'm going to click on that. Wee. At MX Store, if anyone wants to go and uh, enter that. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm feeling that gear. Yeah, I love, like, that helmet looks sick, too. I, I really like it. M- Maddie's got one. They sent um, they sent Maddie, my brother, one from Italy, actually. Um, the Alpine Stars dudes, because they're, like, tight with Toby. Yep. So he's had one for ages. But I, I, don't, I don't think that... Because helmets are kind of, like, subjective these days. Yeah. I think they're so they're so fitting to your head these days that like some fit and others just have like a weird shape but i i I said i don't i think he said it didn't really fit him that good um but fit me i I really like it dude i love the um just trolling the instagram i love that fox zebra gear yeah yeah are you not a fan uh not so much really Uh, i love that shit dude i I do like the um the gray shift gear that they did for the final round the grey uh, shift I gear I think I, I didn't see Hunter Lawrence on the weekend what he wore but I think Geico Honda team is running it, running it has been running it yeah oh yeah here it is here yeah MX Store just coming up with the goods already. looks good dude that gear looks sick I think that looks good oh I'm gonna post I'll put this over the video this gear looks dope dude mm. damn yeah I'm feeling that I think that's probably at at the moment probably my favorite gear that's isn't it weird that gray gear can look that good it's crazy like that's as about as boring as it gets like what you'd think dude that looks legit yeah i'll put put that over the top of this video no shit oh yeah they got a video on it too i play that shit oh it's like it's got twitch in the video i wonder if it's like signature to him because I know that Bell just did a Twitch helmet. Oh, did they? I want to get him on the potty one day. He's the funniest dude ever. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, nah, I'm I'm into that that fox gear, dude. The zebra stuff looks so legit. Feeling it. Um. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? Nah, mate. I'm I'm good. All good. Just, yeah. Just under an hour. Smacked it out um yeah well thank you very much to everybody for listening as always thank you to our sponsors rival inc mx store nobby underwear and boost mobile um you can hit all those guys up on the gram uh let us know if you've signed up to any of them or bought any of the products love hearing uh i love hearing happy stories um we are getting close to the new studio which means we're getting close to doing the live companions uh, I don't know that we'll be doing them live live at six. I don't know. Maybe it's pretty we'll, early on a Sunday morning. Yeah, it's pretty early. But maybe we'll do like live second motos because yep. I think they're sort of going by like eight, eight thirty. Um, so maybe we'll do that and then do like a recap of the first motos. Um, but yeah, so tons of cool stuff come from the new studio. Tons of cool guests. Um, it's just, yeah, we're going to be able to do like a lot more stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. But regardless, we'll be doing these um, motocross companion shows throughout the season. They're always a good time. Um, and yeah, we'll try and sort of step them up a little bit for you. Uh, Mick, thanks for making the, the ride down. Cool, man. No worries. Hopefully the weather's not too bad going home. Um, and yeah, you can, uh, yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you've got that. We're sort of getting up there. Um, that's been cool working on that. Uh, at Gypsy Tales Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and yeah, shoot us a message if you've got any questions. You, actually, you know what? In this, like in the Gypsy Tales Podcast, I don't like doing questions. Um, but if you've got any questions for Mick or myself, uh, they don't even have to be motocross related, let's say that. Uh, mm. If you've got any questions, uh, send them through on uh, a DM to the Instagram. Uh, and then we will answer those on this show because I think, yeah, it's cool. would be cool to do some questions from listeners. Um, I just don't like doing them in Gypsy Tales uh, for whatever reason. Cool. But, yeah, thanks, East Mick. Uh, we'll get this up soon. And looking forward to Parlour. Dude, Parlour is – I'm going to be very interested because that is a track that these dudes ride a lot. Mm. So I always find that interesting. And uh, – 
you sort of I don't like Glen Helen when they like everyone rides Glen Helen all the time too but it never feels like it gets like the specialists yep like Josh Grant will always do real good there or whatever but it never feels like um you get like that one like doubt at Southwick where it just a standout yeah yep. but I feel like Parlour could be one of those rounds where it's like someone's really gonna shine at Parlour mm. but I mean I don't know who that would be but like I watched Mitch Falk ride at Parlour one day and I was just like Jesus Christ mm. like what and Jeremy Martin was the same before he turned pro Jeremy Martin in summer at Parlour one day wore a black hoodie and and a weight vest Jeez. and did two 30 minute plus two lap motos and this was before Loretta's he wasn't even pro yet commitment that's like the <laughs> mindset of some of these dudes like if you want to yep. know what it takes to be good at motocross you got to be a psychopath yep but um but yeah there's like I don't know you get those guys some of those dudes are just so good at parlor it'll be like a Mitch Falk or a Justin Cooper you know guys that just do so many laps out there and this will be I think this will be around where we'll see yeah first round there's always things happen this will be start you'll start to see it'll the consistency it'll level out yeah. yeah for sure sweet man well cheers thanks again for coming thanks again for doing this and um yeah we'll see everybody soon